Hello, remote friends. The information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. Welcome back, Jen, to the virtual table for another Remote Pathways conversation. I'm so excited about our topic today. Um, We're going to be talking all about boosting the group coaching conversation in the virtual and remote space. As you know, this is a topic I've been talking about for more than a decade and a half, being one of the, I would say, leaders in this space, you know, um, advocating for the importance of scaling the coaching conversation to more than one person into that landscape of many. And given that this has been my life's work for at least the last 15 years, it's what I write on, research around, train thousands of other professionals around, I thought it was a propos to really have an episode called Boosting the Group Coaching Conversation. So thank you. And anyone who is listening in, you know, you don't have to be a professional coach to coach. You might be a leader as coach, a parent as coach. We want to use today's episode as a bit of an educational piece to help you understand what is coaching versus other types of conversations. And then what is important about putting emphasis in the coaching conversation, particularly here in the virtual and remote space. Coaching is a conversation where people partner together to think differently, to think more broadly, perhaps, to get into action and to, to really move towards the things that are most important for them. That is that is a Jen Britton definition. We, of course, have the more formalized definitions. I like to say coaching is a conversation with intent that leads to action and insight. And I think if we use, you know, your typical client, someone who wants to take their bold ideas forward, that's a, you know, I'm paraphrasing for you here. Um, it's, it's, imagine if you bring, you know, four of those people together or 10 of those people together in the same room. We create that beautiful, beautiful laboratory of a group coaching environment where people can learn from each other, where a coach can lead them through a process of gaining new insight and being able to take some action. And so today, in today's episode, wanted to go into four areas or four spaces that I think we can really hold as coaches, as leaders, as business owners to create more opportunity when we bring people together in smaller areas. 
So we're going to go into four of them today. And again, these are the things that get greater emphasis when we're coaching versus training or coaching versus mentoring. One of the things I'd like to put up front is that, you know, inherent to the coaching philosophy is that the person that is being coached, often called the client or the coachee, is the one philosophically who has the wisdom that they need in order to affect the changes that they want to make. If I don't have the insights, if I don't have the knowledge or skills, I need to get training. If I am, you know, a business owner and I don't know how to do something, you know, I might actually also activate a mentor, someone who has come before me. So we're not talking mentoring in this conversation. We're not talking training and we're not talking therapy in terms of, you know, someone not having the capacity or having clinical uh, reasoning at which, you know, they really need therapeutic support. In coaching, we're really always wanting to help partner or support people in partnering with them to help them get clear on their goals and then take inspired action or focused action towards what is important. In group coaching conversations, we want to make sure that there is a space for connection. We did a recent episode on the six layers of connection. So if you haven't listened to that here at the Remote Pathways podcast, we spent about 20 minutes going into the six layers of connection you need to have. Today, we'll touch on that as well as creating a space for reflection, for action, as well as creating a space for awareness slash insight. So I think very simply, we bring people together for a coaching conversation around a shared topic. Um, There is, you know, maximum size of group at which people really can connect with each other and learn from each other. And that varies face-to-face versus in-person We're not going to get too granular on that. But what I think is important is like, what's the common thread that's bringing people together? Mm -hmm. So what is the connection? What is my connection to this topic? And what is my connection to these other people in the room, whether the room is virtual or physical? If I don't feel that I can trust the people in the room, because you know what, I've never met them, I've never had a conversation, it really doesn't feel safe in here, I'm probably either going to one, tune out in the virtual space, I'll just leave, Or um, in the in-person realm, I'm not going to divulge. I'm not going to actually enter into a real conversation. I'm going to keep it pretty surface level. So if you are truly group coaching, we need to spend time up front getting to know who's in our room, who's coming to the conversation, and helping them connect not only with you as the coach, but also connect in with other group members. And inherent in this process is that we have some rules of the road or some ways of working Mm -hmm. or some group agreements on what's acceptable and what's not acceptable in this space. Inherently, coaching is a a confidential conversation, right? The the professional coach has an ethical code around confidentiality that he or she is not going to be sharing elements in, uh, in, in except in very specific instances. And so... What are we doing to create that space for connection, um, to build that trust, safety, and connection that I've talked about? And I think one of our earlier episodes was about the triad of trust, safety, and connection. So again, another link back to a Remote Pathways podcast. So as you hear me speak that, does that make sense? Absolutely. That's exactly where my heart went was the trust, safety, and connection. And I just was taking a moment to look it up. I believe it's episode 13. So in addition to connection, once we know what we're looking at, once we feel connected and we have a collaborative roadmap created, we want to also make sure that there is time in the conversation for people to reflect. Um, Just above my desk, I have this quote, and um, 
you know, it comes from Johann Wolfgang von Gott. Uh, knowing is not enough, we must apply. Willing is not enough, we must do. But are we applying and doing in the right way? This is a very philosophical question that every coach will ask his or her client in terms of like, what are the things that are really important for you right now? And in today's super busy world, as you've probably heard me say on this podcast, we're often not stopping to pause to think about how are things going? Am I doing what I want to be doing? Am I putting attention to the most important topics that are going to move this business or our family or our work, our world forward? Or are we just responding to the fires? And so creating a space for reflection is critical or central to the coaching process, whether it's a series of questions provided as a reflective pause or time spent in silence In that group coaching conversation, what are you doing to ensure that there is time for people to pause and take stock of their situation? What are you doing to support people in exploring what they're doing and also not doing? Key area to look at. Mm -hmm. What pauses are we creating and what micro pauses? It may not be an hour of free time, but it could be three minutes to help people synthesize, to put ideas together to connect the dots or even just stop and go, wow, I got it now. And we have to pause. We have to pause to listen. We have to pause to help people dig a little bit deeper, right? Because coaching is not a surface level conversation. It takes us into the deeper water of our mindset, of our beliefs, our values, and our assumptions. And sometimes we're so in our own world, in our own head, that until we see the contrast or hear the contrast of others, we have no need to even unearth or explore our assumptions and our beliefs and our perspectives because we don't see that there's anything different in the world. So truly, this is one thing that is like such a fuel for me in my work. And obviously, you know, again, with my background globally, always very conscious of, you know, like, I don't see the world as everyone else does. And that's okay, because we all see the world incredibly differently. And so, you know, one of the strengths of group coaching is just having, having these micro pauses to stop and examine, to stop and like consider, as you said, issues, things from a different perspective. I love it. You know how you work with somebody for so long and then you start hearing their voice, right? So I can't tell you the number of times where I'm uh, just going about doing things and I'll hear your voice sometimes, Jennifer, like check your assumptions, you know, what are you assuming about this? You know, and it's just, it's (laughs) great. You know, sometimes it's that coaching voice that pays it forward, right? Because it Essentially, as a coach, we're trying to work ourselves out of a job. We're trying of to, course. yeah. So if that can pay forward, and they don't need that coach anymore, they're coachable. They got that that value of coaching that they're carrying forward in their world. It's just a delight as a coach to see that. Yeah. So, coaching can be a very provocative conversation, and and I'm gonna jump us down to like a third layer of like in any group coaching conversation, especially remote. And virtually, we need to create the space for new awareness and insight. So there's often this fallacy or this insight that, you know what, coaching is all about going faster, going, getting there like in in less steps or in a quicker amount of time. Well, the coaching conversation can also be that conversation around depth. 
I like to say that there are X, Y axes of coaching, right? Action is like moving forward, but awareness is about enhancing range, the, the, the range of like our understanding of who we are. So what insights are people gleaning from the coaching process, from showing up week to week or bi-weekly and taking action, learning and failing and trying again and just going through that whole process? And so are we leaving space for people to identify awareness, not just goals that they're achieving, but awareness that they're creating through the achievement of those goals? And it really is key to leave that space in the group coaching process for new awareness. Um, Sometimes, again, the benefit of a group is that others, people who know us or who get to know us in group coaching, see other things in us. They are, you know, we may not be aware to them. We may, in fact, be completely blind to them. And if anyone, uh, you know, any listeners have read my work, I often refer back to a um, a 1960s social psychology tool called the Johari Window. And it, it really is a framework which invites us to sort of like open up the windows on understanding who we are as a human being. There's some things that I may be completely oblivious to because I've never had them pointed out to me. I might think that, hey, everyone sees the world like I do, or hey, everyone can run as fast as I do or runs in this way, when in fact, no, we're all pretty unique. So the beauty of group coaching is through the contrast of the people we're with, we get new insights every day around who we are, how we're different, how we're wired. And, you know, that can be our strengths, but it can also be our flip side, the underbelly or the kryptonite that can be our downfall. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I've noticed, you know, the consistency, and I think this is known throughout the coaching world, is that the more that we uh, make that investment in understanding about who we are, we naturally uh, become curious about those around us and the beauty that we see in them. So when we've been given that gift, I think we naturally pay it forward to others, even if you're not a coach and you've received coaching, just being given that gift, that space, hopefully, naturally, what's paid forward after that is that you start creating that space for those around you. And I'm going to add one more area that I think is critical. And this is something that in the last 15 years of my work through the Group Coaching Essentials Program, we've talked about how important it is not to just look at the being, but also look at the doing, get into the action. And of course, it is about taking action. Um, It is when we take action that we do learn. Again, think of that, that Johann Wolfgang quote, you know, knowing is not enough, we must apply. Willing is not enough, we must do. And so it is about taking action for what's important for the individual people in the group, right? Every person in that group may have their own unique pathway, hence why we called this (laughs) podcast actually Remote Pathways, right? Which was really influenced by my work as a group coach, seeing group after group after group after group But like everyone's on their own unique pathway. And part of the beauty of this work of groups is like really seeing people in their own unique path, but having those intersection points where they can learn and and be inspired by others, uh, be learned and be challenged by others. And um, I do do feel after, you know, almost 20 years now of being a professional coach that the the value I can bring as a group coach personally in, in my own work is, you know, just a, very different than what I could bring as a one-on-one coach. And it's not to say it's an either or, 
we have all these great modalities, but it's particularly, you know, the the fire that can get lit and sometimes dampened when we have groups of people. So group composition, that's a whole other conversation that we could have next time, but group composition is also a really important piece. Like how are we ensuring we have the right blend of people in the room? And while we know that, you know, diversity is important, when there's too much diversity in a group, it can actually become counterproductive. Mm -hmm. So think through how you're pulling people together. Um, We do continue to see from research that, you know, shared interest is is a real solid foundation for groups moving and getting the most out of the group coaching conversation. That's so good. And I think too, you use some key words there. And then it makes me think of the other uh, coaching benefit is the accountability. Knowing that someone's going to be there on the other end, curious about the action that I took, (laughs) keeps me moving forward. So that accountability piece is such a blessing too. Well, you know, that's why I became a coach in the first place, right? I, many of you know, and if you haven't heard my story, you know, I came to coaching after years in leadership and I would run these amazing facilitated events around the world. People would leave on fire and inspired with a great plan. And I'd call them, you know, six weeks later and say, hey, how's it going? How did you and your team like achieve what you had set out to do? Oh, Jen life happened. We got busy, you know, another natural disaster happened here, you know, and, and, and that was my driving force to come to coaching because facilitation was not enough in my line of work. Great training was not enough. There needed to be something more on steroids around this whole piece around accountability. And from an ethical perspective, this is the real differentiator with coaching. We have an ethical obligation as a coach to be ensuring that we are holding that space for our clients. It's what they hire us to do. Accountability can look like different things to all different people, but it's part of the professional framework of the world of the coach. Mm-hmm. What do we like to say? Application is everything, right? The real magic happens after the coaching session, right? Yeah, it's in between the calls that usually the magic happens. So think about that, right? Again, there's so many amazing different models that are available to coaches. As you know, today we've just chosen to spotlight group coaching, individual coaching exists, team coaching exists. There's just a whole variety of options, but we hope that today's episode, I certainly hope that today's episode has been perhaps validating and or sometimes a bit provocative because those are the conversations we need to have. The world, of course, is never in, you know, boxes. (laughs) And I would, and I continue to assert after 15 years of researching, speaking, leading in this space, that great group coaches actually bring in a variety of additional skills. They're great facilitators. They're great leaders. They're great communicators. They understand how adults learn and get motivated. And they're great educators as well. So it's a messy space. It is a blend of a lot of different things. But there is still lots of space to be bringing it forward. And I think the world is ripe right now to be in connection, be in community, and, you know, really put our heads together to uh, create the best workspaces, lives, families, whatever businesses that we can. Beautifully bold, Jennifer Britton. Thank you for bringing this important conversation to the table. Thank you for defining a little bit more for our listeners about group coaching and boosting the group coaching conversation. So let this spark something in you today, listeners. 
and let it spark a conversation. Who do you need to have a conversation with to take this to the next level? And until then, Jen, I look forward to our next conversation on the remote pathways. See you again soon. Take care.